I think that's where the church has to go back to. They have to uh, be like the progenitor and also the filter of good content mm -hmm. and producer of good content and then directing them to good content. Mm. So it has to be like a channel. Hi, and welcome to the Grotto Podcast, where our hosts, Steve Kim and Michael Yu, have candid conversations on God, family, business, and everything in between. I'm your producer, Josh, and on behalf of Steve and Michael, we'd like to wish you a happy new year. To kick off 2021, we want to share some special news from Steve. In this episode, Steve talks about where to go next in regards to ministry-related work and paints a picture of a fresh model for the church moving forward. We discuss the opportunities that lay ahead in a post-COVID landscape and explore how church can create content that is engaging and interactive beyond the Sunday weekly meetings. Please enjoy this conversation with Michael Yu and Steve Kim. Welcome to the Grotto Podcast. We were just looking at a video of uh, Josh's baby, <laughs> Jocelyn. Yeah, she's uh, hitting a new milestone. She's four and a half months now, and mm -hmm. she's uh, about to roll over. So mm. I was just telling Steve earlier, getting scared at this point because she's transitioning to the phase of getting mobile. And right. then I'll have to create like a little fenced area or enclosure yeah. <laughs> to keep her contained because that's right. when she can start climbing all over things. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's so much easier when she's stationary, but that's the progression. That's, that's how it is. Yeah. 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 Roll over, walk, and then move out. <laughs> <laughs> when are you sending her to the nunnery? Yeah. <laughs> I already, like, already finished my registration, uh, the application form. So. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Actually, I was actually watching uh, The Sound of Music. Oh, yeah. Have you ever watched The Sound of Music? Yeah. Like, what a beautiful story. Like, what an awesome, like, I, I, I loved it. Because <laughs> I think we were talking about, like, wholesome material or wholesome content. And, like, because pre, my wife's pregnant, so we're not watching anything, like, that's, um, like violent or con we're trying not to do anything, watch anything controversial. So we're just looking for wholesome stuff. So we watched Sound of Music, and it was awesome. Like it was just <laughs> like it your first time, or it something? was my first time because I've watched it like. Well, are, you in, are you being serious? Right? Yeah, it's, I'm being dead serious. I actually haven't seen the whole thing. I've seen snippets yeah, I've seen like snippets of, of them it. like what? dancing what? And, and singing. Is on it the because of hills. my age or something? <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> what world are you guys living in? <laughs> like we know about it. Yeah, like I know about it. I know. Like, I uh, watched it like 20 times already. Oh, yeah. Uh, Every Christmas, it's on. Yeah. Oh. But it's on TV, and, and like you'll watch like little snippets, and it doesn't look as exciting as Transformers. Yeah. <laughs> I always I always remember watching Ben Hur on during Christmas. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's another classic. Yeah. Yeah. And then Ten Commandments during Pat, like Easter. <laughs> then you know who's ruling Hollywood, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's inside. Wink, wink. What do you mean by that? I don't understand. Well, why do they show movies about Passover, mm -hmm. which is like for the Jewish people, mm -hmm. and not movies about Jesus and the crucifixion? Mm -hmm. Just saying. Yeah. It's Ten Commandments every every Easter. Mm. So like, <laughs> what's going on here? Right. It's crazy how they they kind of own hollywood mm -hmm. yeah that's a whole nother 
Yeah, yeah. yeah let's let's a, not get into that. That's, that's a lot of uh, conspiracy. Hollywood. <laughs> yeah, if you thought we were already wearing tinfoil hats, like, when we just talk about Hollywood <laughs> yeah. and controlling powers, you might, uh, you might. Uh, we need another layer of mm. tinfoil. Um, but uh, yeah, you know, we we watched Sound of Music. It was just like. It was sweet. It was wholesome. It was like beautiful, and like you know, and that was just just reminded me when I said nunnery because obviously <laughs> was a, she wasn't a nun. She was a she was going to be a nun. Nun in training. Nun in training. Oh. Um, and yeah, so so it's nothing like Sister Act. Sister Act. That that I can relate. I to. I love Sister Act. <laughs> oh, I love that movie. Yeah. Um, Whoopi Goldberg became really weird though. Hey, eh? like yeah. she's gone. Like um. She's she's the queen of like that talk show, um, The View. The View, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's another she, whole thing. I don't know. <laughs> she used to be on Star Trek. I remember, like, yeah, I was she just was, watching yeah, reruns. Was, yeah, so she was yeah. the um, she was the quote unquote bartender. I think I forget her name in Star Trek, but she was the bartender. But she was kind of a uh, like a sentient being, kind of like oh, okay. Um, yeah, she had that funky hat on. I thought that yeah. was cool. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> strange segues here. Um, you know, I think you know some things that uh, um, like Steve and I have been talking just recently about. Uh, um, you know, just about kind of the 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 status of. Um, so we live in Vancouver, BC, in Canada. Like the status of our city and kind of like what's happening. And uh, I guess Steve, you've had a little bit of a revelation late uh, recently right uh yeah it was kind of like uh i don't know if it's a god moment or like god opening my eyes or scales falling off my eyes or something but mm -hmm. i guess after i transitioned from the church i've just been always asking like where to go next so i've always think i always thought like where to go next where to go next because I've always read, like, once you step away from a church, you should probably move cities. Because hmm. if you ever want to do ministry again, you probably shouldn't do it in the same city. <laughs> Why wouldn't you just go back to the same church? Why would mm -hmm. you start something else? So, um, yeah, I've always thought, like, where, where to go next? And then Hawaii, I, w I was always trying to convince my wife to go to Hawaii nice mm -hmm. plant a little church in on the beach or something or some ministry right. teach online do some consulting online and then have a little small church uh, that was idyllic and then head into retirement and but she she doesn't want to go to hawaii so don't ask me why mm -hmm. and then i always wanted to think think about going back to the east coast or la so i always thought like my heart wasn't settled here so um, I don't know. I was just thinking about it, and then, I, and then my father passed away, and then I, I, my mom is living by herself, and so I don't know. She's old. She's seventy-seven, but I've always thought her. I just, I guess, maybe I looked at her as a young person, mm -hmm. and I thought she could take care of herself. I mean, she's always been independent, so, but she doesn't even know how to drive, and so. She doesn't even know how to like use a debit machine. Hmm. <laughs> so everything's cash? Like my dad did everything for her. Oh, right. Like I have to buy her everything. Hmm. So I realized, you know, and my wife's like, where do you think you're? she kept saying to me, 
what where do you want to go you have to take care of your mom your only child mm-hmm. and i said you know what god will take care of us somehow she's like what do you think is gonna happen to your mom like what are you what are you talking about like you can't move and then i always thought no it's just because you want to stay in vancouver i guess mm-hmm. and then we would kind of get into a little argument and i would say you know god god can do anything at any moment she's like what is going to happen to your mom mm-hmm. <laughs> like, nothing Maybe we could all go together. She's like, you are not being realistic. And then just a couple of weeks ago, I was talking to her and then I just had this revelation driving back home in the car after seeing my mom or something. I told her, honey, I cannot move. Mm-hmm. I have to stay in Vancouver indefinitely because mm. my mom could live till 99 mm-hmm. because my grandmother lived till 103. Mm -hmm. wow and so she could that's some same genetics (laughs) right (laughs) she could live to 100 that's 23 22 years from now Mm -hmm. i could be here for another 22 years Mm -hmm. she's and then she looked at me like with these like like kind of like are you serious right now i've been telling you this for the Right. She's like, well, you know what? I had a divine revelation. She's she's looking at me like, you're a little slow. <laughs> <laughs> we cannot move. I've been telling you, we cannot move. Right. And so I don't know. I just had a moment. Mm-hmm. And then it kind of made me settled in my spirit, mm-hmm. in my heart. Like, oh, Vancouver is my home indefinitely mm-hmm. until wow. until I, everything, things change, but I cannot predict that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So anything can happen, but really... The baseline for my life right now is that I am here in Vancouver. Mm-hmm. And so the next thing that I thought about was, well, my we're talking about flow and our calling. Right. And and I started to realize being sidelined from preaching and doing ministry, I realized, okay, those are the things that uh, I loved when I began ministry and mm-hmm. then I kind of fell out of love because it just became work. And now I think, you know, when you're on the bench, Mm-hmm. like Michael Jordan playing baseball, you realize things happen he, because his father died. Things happen in his life. He just mm-hmm. didn't love the game anymore. So, Right. I guess I, I'm kind of wanting to go back to the game, get back in the game and do the things that God has called me to do. So mm-hmm. I don't, right now, we're just praying about what that looks like. So, But it's right. more tangible now. Yeah. Not up in the air. Okay. So it is definitely we're going to have to do something. Because that's what we are called to do. So mm-hmm. it just it's just a matter of flushing out how that looks like. And so we're sure. trying to formulate a team, people who want to work with us, and then see what we can do. Mm-hmm. Do you see it being something that's brand new, or seeing something that's refer like maybe refurbished, or like kind of like like you mentioned going back to? Um, would you ever go back to to New Joy Church? Um, <laughs> what not? Probably, but that's probably not going to happen. But I can't mm-hmm. say never because mm-hmm. God is surprising. But right, in my mind, it's, we both moved on. Like right, moved amicably and moved forward in different mm-hmm. directions. And so, but you know, you can never say never to anything. Mm-hmm. But I, I probably would inclined to say (laughs) yeah because a lot of churches are looking for like i'm not i'm not sure but like it seems to me like um that 
many churches are looking for kind of like a a fresh pers- like would you say like a fresh perspective right now or kind of like a, an agent of change type of situation or do you see something being like so, something that is existing that you've become a part of or do you see it as something that you're going to start that you'd like to start new i don't know i i think it's a lot easier if you just go to an existing place and they just do your do your work right but uh I guess I'm. I was talking to I was talking to you yesterday, yeah. And then I was talk. We were talking about some people who are like waterfalls. Mm-hmm. They have a force of personality, and then although I've learned to dam up my waterfall mm-hmm. to <laughs> to a certain extent. So maybe we can explain what that means, like waterfall. Fall, force of personality. You're like there's a lot of charisma and just kind of like. Uh, I'm a I'm a tall guy. I'm a big guy. I speak loud. I preach loudly mm-hmm. <laughs> conviction right and so it's like a force of personality and then so a lot of people cannot stand under that waterfall but mm-hmm. people some people love the waterfall mm-hmm. but maybe they can't stay under there that long right i always say my water my wife is like a gentle brook you can sleep beside it just rest in it drink a little bit mm-hmm. it's like a little deer comes in <laughs> you know i'm more Family. like you want to go kayaking in it and go on an adventure. <laughs> Whitewater rafting. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So that kind of feeling. So I've learned to like contain that. But because I have such a force of personality, mm-hmm. like this is how God made me in terms of I'm, I could be pretty dominant mm-hmm. and just doing a lot of self-assessments. Although I've worked on it to <laughs> calm it down a little. Right. Um, I think going to an existing church with other leadership that could... Uh, be intimidating to some i've had that experience and it could potentially yeah be yeah and it could also potentially be like uh impede kind of the the what they want to do yeah so i i have my i am my wife's like you have very strong ideas so Mm -hmm. oh so either i have to just kind of contain my i contain it and just do what i'm supposed to do or just do what i'm do something brand new but i'm just kind of but there's there's nothing out there right now. Mm-hmm. What do you mean? It's not like when you say that, what are you referring to? There's no churches out there looking for people. Uh, like you got to understand, my wife and I, we've been doing this for twenty some years. Mm-hmm. So it's not like we just got out of seminary and we're just gonna go and work for some people. It's kind of like they'll be a little bit like, why are you doing this? You mm-hmm. you're supposed to be climbing up the ladder of success you should be senior pastor somewhere you should be planting more churches kind of like that idea mm-hmm. but um i mean we're not we're not so proud to say you know that's beneath me we're just we're just we'll just do whatever we're supposed to do mm-hmm. but even those kind of opportunities are, are not vancouver it's just like uh there's no churches looking for that kind of stuff i'm kind of surprised because well i i don't know the landscape i don't know the the um the environment i'm kind of surprised that people wouldn't look for like an agent like a change agent you know kind of right now with with what's happening and kind of looking to pivot and doing things a bit differently i know a lot of churches are going to zoom and stuff like that um uh but besides that i, I figured that you know during this kind of like um time that they would want that churches would want to evolve their practices and kind of do different things they require different types of talent. And well, people. statistically, mm. seventy to seventy-five percent of people don't want change, no matter what. Mm. So, there you have it. 
people don't. That's why churches exist in traditional forms because they don't want change. They don't. It's very, very hard to change the status quo, get them out of the homeostasis. Right. And uh, I think if somebody, if I went to a church and had full autonomy, yeah, you can change it. Mm-hmm. And change, I, I teach change agent, uh, change agency and leadership at school. Right. I mean, organizationally, uh, unless the senior leader wants change, change won't happen. Okay. Um, so I have to be the senior leader. What would be the, the point of that? Like, if you teach this in, in school, is it, you know, like, what's the underlying purpose to do that? It's not to, like, change for the sake of doing something fresh and new. Um, but, you know, what, what's, what's, what's the main purpose? Behind well, change, change is necessary. So the premise of change is that change is necessary. And it, whether you like it or not, change is happening. Mm-hmm. It's, 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 it's called flux and transformation. There's flux happening. Change ha- Things are happening all over the place. Like COVID happens. Things happen. Mm-hmm. Technology happens. So if you don't adapt, you don't change, then you, you're not leading. So mm-hmm. as a leader, you have to adapt and adjust to change. Or, mm-hmm. But the best leaders foresee change. They conceptualize a vision based on foresight. Mm-hmm. So they foresee something happening and they conceptualize it. Mm-hmm. So like Blockbuster had no foresight mm-hmm. that streaming is going to take over. Netflix, they, you know, Blockbuster could have bought Netflix for like $40 million. Yeah. There's the Blockbuster. <laughs> ca- like I've case studied Blockbuster a lot. Yeah. yeah. Um, I make my students write a paper on it. Yeah. And they had the opportunity, every opportunity to pivot. Um, and they had like, they had market share, they had membership, they had data, they had like, you know how remember everyone had a blockbuster card yeah, yeah. um so like they had everything everything going for them and netflix was a home delivery dvd platform yeah, it was yeah. not a streaming platform it was a home delivery dvd platform and which was much smaller in scale did not have the same same membership um people had like customer complaints for netflix when it first got started were insane mm. like this is like the, my thing was late. The the DVD was damaged, like well, because they're reliant on the postal system to like kind of um, to, to yeah. deliver the and and it, it cost them more and like they were they cost them more in posts than they were making and right. you know and it was just like the 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 profit model was just awful and Blockbuster had every chance like huh. multiple uh, they had multiple consulting firms go there to tell them and they just would not listen. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, that's the that's one of the things. The cost of change prevents yeah. people from actually changing. And then most people don't ask the hard questions. Mm-hmm. Like it's called the unfreezing of of the status quo. Mm-hmm. Like why why are we doing this in the first place? So going back to church, I don't see a lot of people asking questions like, "What is the purpose of this? Why do we why do we do this in the first place? Mm-hmm. Why are we doing this? Why are we right. doing it this way?" Nobody is really asking those questions. Yeah. Because it's just going into a routine and they just keep doing it. But that but COVID, the the good side of COVID or the blessing of COVID is that you can ask those questions now. Mm-hmm. Like why do we do this? Why are we I know a lot of people who who've even spoken to me and some people who've come to even my small group have said, you know, I don't I don't really get anything out of sermons. You know, and then it's COVID has made me realize that. Mm-hmm. Whereas before COVID, I just went to church. 
Mm-hmm. But now I'm like, I have, now I have to listen to this online and I don't have anything else, like no community or anything, but I just have to listen to the sermon. And I realize this sermon is not doing anything for me. Mm-hmm. Whereas I excused it or I try to take something out of it because I had a good community or like I had fun going to church or whatever. Right. So it's like, it's the asking the hard questions. Mm-hmm. And I think when people or organizations don't ask those hard questions, you can't, you, that's the heat that mm-hmm. melts the ice block, ice, and then you can reshape it. So it's like you have a square block of ice. Right. You have to apply heat, and then you get a puddle of water, mm-hmm. and then you can put it in a new container, and then you now you have a, you know, like when you drink whiskey, there's like yeah, that ball that of ball ice. Yeah, ball of ice, yeah. yeah. Well, it, it could have been square ice. You have to put pressure on it, put right. liquid form, and put it in a new container, and then, but it's the same substance. Yeah. But you just put it in a different container different form yeah so the church can never get away from the biblical mandates mm-hmm. what is called what is what are the biblical mandates well the biblical mandates and then we can just put it in a new container as right. we progress in society but um you know just the biblical mandates to be a witness mm-hmm. to be a worshiping community right and to preach the word of god mm-hmm. and so those are basic three components the three w's right witness worship word of god mm-hmm. and then community is naturally a byproduct of people doing those three things mm. if you don't do those three things and you you tell people to come church because of community right um you're making the side product the main product mm-hmm. because it should be a cause an effect because you the effect is the community. Mm-hmm. The cause is worship, witness, the word. Mm-hmm. And um, that galvanizes people in a mission to do things together. There has to be a mission and purpose. Right. But without that, you're just gathering for community. And uh, if you if you go to church because you want to find community, um, that's why people church hop all the time. Mm-hmm. Because they... Oh, this is a good community. We're gonna make friends. Are you gonna find a wife, whatever? And then you don't find one, you're gonna leave. Mm-hmm. But that's not that. Then you know why you went to church. Yeah, it's very. You can just find that online now, mm-hmm. or you can do. You can go to a community center or something. Right. So let's play a game. Let's. <laughs> so let's play like the ideal situation game. Like so, like the. Or like an ideation game. Um, so there's an ideal, like let's say in an optimized, um, in an ideal situation. Like, what does that look like for you, Steve? Like, what does that, what does ministry look like in an ideal? Like, let's say everything goes right, everything goes the way it's supposed to go. Like, what does it look like for me? For you, yeah. Uh, well, if I had a billion dollars, I don't even know if it's a billion dollars, but. I would like to be the producer of content. Various content for the church community mm-hmm. that is like a model for other churches. Hmm. Uh, but it doesn't have to compete with Hollywood. Mm-hmm. But it has to be, it can't be just entertainment, but it has to be spirit filled, mm-hmm. like revelatory content. Right that inspires people. Uh, so 
I have to, I, I want to use the mediums that God has like allowed us to advance in technology. Right. And I have to use all those mediums to mm -hmm. produce good content mm -hmm. for the seeker, the person who doesn't really know God, for right. the person who knows God, and the person who was more mature, right? Who want to know more about God, yeah, or deeper, or so. I've always had trouble with that at the church when I was doing church just on a Sunday, like reaching the masses with just one sermon. Like, there's mm -hmm. so many different people out there. Right. Um, but I think if you put, and then I, I just really was frustrated when throughout the week people were not engaging. Mm -hmm. Right. So I would like to create a platform where the content is so great, mm -hmm. even interactive live contents, uh, synchronous and asynchronous. Like you can just access it anytime or there's mm -hmm. live events online, but that's throughout the week. And then have a, like a assembly every, every week to like, like the Old Testament, like a prophet would speak words of uh, words of encouragement, like revelation from God, mm -hmm. just to mobilize the people. Mm -hmm. And uh, there's nothing that beats like worshiping together. That's what we're mandated mandated to do. Mm -hmm. You can't do it online. So I would like to see something like that. And then I would like to create like the church model for the future that's that could be emulated. Um, by other churches, mm -hmm. but I, I want to do something. It's not quite so radically different, but what other, I think other churches are trying to do, but I want to do it with excellence. Mm -hmm. I want to do it with uh, the highest quality, but I'm not that creative. I just have ideas. I just, mm -hmm. I, I need to, I need to connect with creative people that have the ideas and the resources to make it happen. Mm -hmm. But in an ideal world, yeah, that's what I would like to do. And then travel internationally and do what I've been doing. Mm -hmm. But that's about it. Have you seen um, other churches out there that are like close to doing that right now? Yeah, I think there's churches out there that are doing that. But <laughs> I think one church, I think Bethel, that we really like in Red in California, I think their media budget is a million dollars. Wow. Mm -hmm. that's a year every year that's a million dollars for their just their video production wow so you don't have to get to that level but i think even with that i think um I, you can just be even more creative um just you're talking about good wholesome content right mm -hmm. sound of music stuff. sound of music yeah. i've always <laughs> wanted to like make content this like something that's wholesome i still watch little house on the prairie every day yeah. i watch it <laughs> With my wife, it's the same show that I've been watching since I was like 10. Because it still gets you. Like, it's just like good, wholesome, like, values. Mm -hmm. I, and then there's good acting. Michael Landon is the best actor I've ever. <laughs> I love that man. He's my right. wife. He's my white father. He raised me. <laughs> so what is it about content that, um, that you're so focused on? Because, like, to me, I mean, like, in our modern day, it's just, like, youtube content it's like television it's, it's the digital media uh what is it about that that speaks to you well i think content is like uh it's the wild wild west of content yeah right so i i see youtube and there's so many things that like you can get lost in the sea of content mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like so the trust is like the who is trusted like who can you trust to give you the good content mm -hmm. the right content or direct you to the content that you think should be good so there's like a trusted source 
that you can go to and access and go, okay, I can go here and I can get good quality content, right? Um, so for me, that's kind of like what church is supposed to be, right? In some sense, it's like the progenitor or the protector of the word content. Mm. And I think um, if there's no church and people can just access YouTube and just get, go to Google, who's to, who knows what they're listening to and reading, mm -hmm. right? On top of all the Hollywood stuff and whatever you're like being fed. Like I am very concerned about that because I have children. I'm going to have grandchildren, and I I, I just think it's going to get worse. Yeah. But then God has created the ecclesia, like the assembly, the church, to kind of in a sense protect us. I and and I'm extremely glad that my kids grew up in the church that is kind of like their safety, their protection, mm. so that I can give them the good content that they need uh, in the midst of other content that they were getting. So right now we're having trouble because the church is having trouble because these kids are like listening to Gary one, Vee. <laughs> 1,000 million, all these people just spewing opinions. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I think that's where the church has to go back to. They have to uh, be like the progenitor and also the filter of good content mm -hmm. and producer of good content and then directing them to good content. Mm. So it has to be like a channel. That they can go to and go, this is where I... And then even if it doesn't mean that they can't go to look at other things, but it's the, it's the standard. You know, the gold standard? Mm -hmm. Like, this is what... Okay, my church is saying this, and now, okay, I got to make sure that what I'm reading and I'm filtering it through. Mm -hmm. Because most people are not reading the Word of God. Right. So if they were reading the Word of God, they need the Word of God, like the back of their hand. And they can, you know, like me, my wife and I, we can just listen to whatever, and then we can filter it. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. but most people are not doing that most young people are not doing that they don't have a good grasp of foundational word so uh -huh. they can be influenced by anything and so i think the church is the progenitor of, is the is the curate is is the is the protector of the word right and so it's it can't just be preaching on sundays mm -hmm. right you just only get them one hour on sundays and you can't expect to renew minds that way as God calls us to do, right? Yeah. Romans 12. So we need to renew people's minds throughout the week. Uh, either pointing them to the right direction or creating the right content for them to think as a trusted sort. That's why you need a pastor or leadership that you kind of like um, acquiesce, acquiesce to. You can say to them, I trust you because you have the credentials and you've studied all these things mm -hmm. that yeah. you know what you're talking about and you can kind of like feed it to us. It's almost like being like a news source. Yeah. Cause, cause people trust, you know, various sources of news. They don't spend the yeah, time. Nobody trusts the news now. Well, yeah. I, well, I, I, well, some people point, do. Some people yeah, do. exactly. Yeah. Well, at one point, like, you know, CNN Lemmings. was a good, <laughs> at one point, it's a good resource where like, they don't spend the time to do the research because, oh, I trust this news source. So yeah, yeah, what yeah. they say, I'll just believe because it's been vetted. Well, that's what church was supposed to be. Yeah. And that's why the, that's why the enemy has worked double time to mm. erode the trustworthiness of the church with leaders falling, mm -hmm. um, scandals, and all the denominations with all these people arguing about doctrine 
that's causing people to be confused. Like, who do I believe? Right. Mm-hmm. So at the end of the day, you, you, you can never go away from the prescribed um, prescriptions of the Bible. Mm-hmm. And we need the church, but it needs to be, it needs to be very upfront um, and just be the arbitrator and the, like kind of like the stopgap measure. Mm-hmm. Like the standard of what's good content, but not just like preaching on video, like studying right. the word. You have to do it in a for this generation, like five minute segment, ten minute segment, curated in such a way that it's very innovative, artistic. But you know that the content they're getting is like renewing their minds, mm-hmm. and so uh, we need a lot of young people to get involved and just tell us like what is going to attract them. What is the what is the thing that is going to get their attention mm-hmm. and then just fill their minds, just continuously fill their minds and renew their minds. And mm-hmm. so, um, I think that's what I want to do. Mm. I want to be that place and then gather every once a week because you need that assembly. You need the, you need the preacher giving that revelation. It, it just kind of puts everything that's been this consuming, puts it, like coagulates it, it like mm-hmm. solidifies everything. And then you just get that sense that God is speaking. You need that every week. Right. And then you, then you, you're aligned to what God wants. Mm. Then you get all the, and you live mm. a life of like that example as a witness in the world. So that's, that kind of excites me. I mean, kind of like being a news I, I like channel that. network. Uh, I need, but the problem is I'm not creative. That's the problem. People out there, anybody creative? <laughs> well, I think the problem is I am not creative, people. I can't even draw. <laughs> I think that uh, it, it always, I, I don't think anything. So, for example, like big companies, there's no, there's no genius. Like there's very few times where it's just one person can do everything. Um, but it's the combination of, of different people like Steve Jobs, the Steve Wozniak, like Bill Gates with, um, I think it's Palmer. Alan yeah, Palmer. yeah. Palmer. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so you're something like that. No, something Allen. Um, and so Paul Allen, Paul Allen. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I think it, it does require some like, and that's what church is supposed to be. It's supposed to be a group, right? It's supposed to be like a. Um, you know, it's a group of people. It's not just one person. So I think that's, that's really exciting. Um, and I feel like, you know, it's how, like that kind of encompasses how people are experiencing life right now. You know, people are experiencing life, obviously live, you know, um, living their everyday lives and they're experiencing them on the screen, which is, you know, YouTube and, uh, visual uh, videos and stuff like that. And then they're experiencing them in their ear pods, like or in their AirPods or their, their, their earphones where, you know, kind of creating a bit of uh, a, a, a more of an ecosystem. And I feel like, um, uh, you know, you're, you're uh, Steve and I, t- like many years ago before COVID, when he, you were running new joy church, um, he's like, I wish people were doing stuff like, Monday to Saturday. And like, I want, like, I remember Steve sharing with me that he wanted to create like a center, like some big, like, you remember that Steve, like a center where dream center, a dream center where people could like come not only on Sundays, but they can come any day that they would like, and they're going to get spiritually enriched. Mm. Um, whether that's through creating music, doing classes, 
like you were even saying fitness, like all these different types. Or even just hanging out at a just, coffee shop. Yeah, like a coffee shop being another place, right? So, yeah, kind of like, because that, that, but I guess we're experiencing life very differently. The proportion of that, the proportion people now are experiencing life on their screen is sig- like exponentially higher than it was even three years ago, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Or even experiencing life on their like in their ears Mm -hmm. like just like you know so i think it's it's something that's hits different wavelengths of experience of human experience and that's kind of i know this is up um uh josh's alley because he's a ux designer (laughs) user experience designer so i think it's something that's really interesting and there, there certainly is relevancy because it's a it's an evolution i think you know 20 years ago people only experienced things in real life and on the phone right Mm -hmm. Uh, like, and, you know, and that's kind of it. And then now it's kind of changed, uh, it's changing and it's evolving. So I think that that's, um, I, I always believe in, um, yeah, I always believe in quality of content, like quality of content. Well, that's the, that'll just speak volumes like that. That's what, that's what it's going to be. Um, and without trying to think, like, like we were talking about it in an earlier podcast, like, you know, when you're in that flow state, you like things just get magnetized in, in a sense. And, um, you know, you just have to do these things in faith. So I think that's really exciting, um, Steve. Um, and I'm excited for you and I'm glad you're sticking around these parts. <laughs> so I can yeah, keep bugging I, I you. remember talking to you about the dream center and then I realized that I kept saying, man, how much money is going to cost to build this thing? And then I realized now the reason it didn't happen. Uh, and the church, New Joy Church, was founded on that principle that one day we're going to get there. And then I'm glad in the sense that I'm out of that situation now, although it was it was a blessing for me because it was a trajectory that I did not envision from the onset, which is like I wanted to create this center. Mm-hmm. And so... And then I was telling my wife, I'm like, you know, don't you think like we're in the we were prepared for this right now? <laughs> because mm-hmm. now we we had that vision a long time ago, but now we can actually do it without incurring like buying an actual physical building. You mm-hmm. can do it in in cloud. You know, you can actually create all those all these rooms, all these places where people can connect uh, in cloud, and then. And then also would meet in person because that's so valuable. Right. And so you can do both. But I think, I said, don't you think we can do the Dream Center without having actually a center? Mm-hmm. And, you know, so I, I was thinking, oh, maybe, you know, you're made, we, the idea was just dormant. But mm. now it can be actualized in a different way. So like a digital, digital space for now. Yeah, yeah digital. It's, it's, you don't need, you can have digital center. You can have a digital space. I think you can just do all these things. I, I, I love, I love this watching these YouTube videos of like people worshiping together just on YouTube, mm-hmm. kind of like mm. they're like just in a circle and then one guy's on the mic singing and they're all worshiping. There's young people and I'm like, Maverick City worship is what it's called. And I'm mm-hmm. like, I love, I love that. I love that. I would love to have, on top of like real life worship, if we had a church and I had a worship, we had a worship team. And then the, they could just, people can gather and videotape it and then people can partake in 
the worship, like people worshiping mm-hmm. instead of just listening to somebody singing. What do you mean uh, gathering in a circle? Like, digitally? well, they're, they're all in, like in a room and they're just worshiping. Oh, okay. And then, but like the mic, distance. yeah, but no, no, they're not. This is old videos. Okay. Okay. But they're all crowded in a room and they're right. just worshiping in, in, in this room. And then there's a mic in the middle and they're, they're like, it's obviously oh, cool. very professional. These guys are amazing worshipers, but it's not singing, it's worshiping. So you feel like I am in worship. Mm-hmm. like i am worshiping and i know people are trying to do prayer meetings over zoom but i'm sure i, I i'm thinking <laughs> there's got to be a better way uh-huh. yeah there's got to be a better way than doing this kind of stuff so uh i remember i tried to do that at new joy a long time ago uh with like our leadership meetings and prayer meetings i said you know we don't have to actually go all the time to all these meetings i was getting tired of these meetings uh-huh. driving all over the place and i said why don't we just do it online? And then people had a real hard time with it because it wasn't, they weren't used to doing Zoom and meetings like that. But now after COVID, the blessing is that people are so used to doing all this stuff. Mm-hmm. But you can just do it more creatively. So I think that's the future. I'm just flushing things out right yeah. now. <laughs> Very exciting. It's, it's a good kind of uh, exercise to do a bit of brainstorming and kind of, um, you know, that, that, that's always a good thing for, you know, to come up with ideas. Some things stick, some things don't. Um, but you know, I'm, I'm really glad, uh, that, uh, you know, like we were saying that you're sticking around these parts and also glad that, uh, you know, um, that God has uh, shown you what your flow is, right. Um, with, um, with, uh, um, preaching and, and speaking the word and contributing in that in that fashion and so you know i'm really excited for the next uh the next thing that's going to happen with uh with steve and and where this is going uh where our podcast is going but also where where um uh where god wants us to go too so i'm really excited about uh about what's to up ahead and i think we should close on that yeah i think on that note guys um uh do you want to contribute financially to this uh, <laughs> this vision, this dream? <laughs> Contact us at the, the ground podcast at gmail.com. Yeah, or you know, if you thought if you're if you're a creative person and you're you yeah. know you're interested in in uh, you know a volunteering or being part of um, uh, the vision or, or the grotto podcast or anything like that, feel free to reach out to us, um, on any of the uh, channels that we have. Um, yeah. I, I'd love to chat with them because, uh, that's, that's kind of the space I'm dealing with too in, in the creative realm. So if you have any ideas, uh, love to chat for sure. And yeah. And if you've enjoyed this podcast, rate us five out of five. Uh, and until next time, Steve, Josh. Yeah. See you later. Thank you. See you later. Bye-bye. Bye.